today. We're going to talk about encourage again. Remember in our mission, uh, hope for the city, hope for the world, the vision, changing lives by reflecting God's forgiveness and love. Exalt the Lord through worship, word, evangelization, the power of the Holy Spirit and prayer. We encourage one another through acceptance, fellowship, gifts of the Holy Spirit and hope. And we empower people by modeling it, equipping them, training, disciple, and releasing. Amen. So today, last week, we got encouraged and acceptance now. And, and so uh, I want to read you the scripture on encourage again. So you got it. Second, I mean, Colossians 3.16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. I mean, what he's really telling you to do is once in a while, sing a song over somebody, you know, bless somebody, encourage them, build them up, amen? Father, I pray that today we'd be encouraged by your word, that Lord, that you build us up in the spirit, that Lord, that we leave this place walking taller after being in your presence and being encouraged by your word. We thank you. We love you. Let it sink into us today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. And that's what we want to do. You know, you want to be an encourager to people. How many of you ever need encouragement? We all do. I, I was so blessed. Somebody encouraged me today just walking around in the green. Really blessed me. And I'm just like, wow, that's so kind. You know, and uh, and she said, well, I really mean it. And I'm like, wow, praise God. You know, and that's what we need. We need to encourage one another, amen? Um, we all need to be built up because we all live in this world. And this world is tough. Is it not? This world is challenging. We all go through things. And so it's just like, you know, um, Don Maurice, your mom is not here today, so I'll just talk about her. You know, <laughs> Don Maurice and, and Mark and Robert, they're our deacons right now. And, you know, as I've been going through this with the, uh, the orphanage, because, you know, through the COVID thing, it, it, it kind of, I mean, how many of you felt alone in COVID? I felt alone in a lot of issues that I had to deal with at the church. It was just hard to get everybody together to do things, you know. You weren't supposed to get together. Oh, it's crazy stuff. But the deacons have just surrounded me right now. And, and Don Maurice, she's always encouraging me. She'll send me encouraging texts, you know. And she'll, she'll even when we're talking, she'll just sit and she, she literally cries just when I want to, she cries for me. She's just that way. She cries when, I, when there's somebody needs to shed a tear right there. She does it. You know, she's got that kind of a heart to encourage me, you know, and just letting me know, Pastor, we're praying for you. We've got your back, you know, and she's willing to do whatever I ask. I'm like, hey, I'm going to need you to talk to the lawyers. I'm going to need you. She's like, I'll do it. I don't know at all, but I'll do it, you know. And that's, you know, we need that. We need those people around us to encourage us, amen, to build us up. To let, sometimes you just need to know it's going to be okay. You know, and sometimes that's all you got, you know, it's like, I tell Delonda, hey, you need to call this person. She goes, I don't know what to say. I said, that's okay, just call them. Just call them, because I don't know what to say either. <laughs> so I put it on her. 
We just, we, we need that encouragement. We need to build each other up. And then that led us into acceptance last week. Like I said, we need to accept people. And it, and it doesn't mean you have to accept their junk, you know. Um, I had a friend. I have a friend. And he, he got his CCW license, you know, the to carry a weapon, you know. And he says, they really hammer it in you when you go and you get that, that gun permit. He says, they really let you know that you got to be sure about shooting somebody. You know, if somebody breaks into your home, you got to be really sure you want to shoot them. He says, because even though that f- their family has rejected them, said they'll never have anything to do with them again, you shoot them because they broke into your house, that family will sue you. Even though they didn't want anything to do with him, they'll sue you to get money. See, and I, what, I want, what I'm telling you is, you don't have to accept everybody's junk, but you got to love them. You got to love them. And now how you love them, that's up to you. But you got to love them. But you don't have to accept their junk. Now, I mean, you may not want their junk around you. You may not want their junk around your kids. You may not want, then you can say, you know what? I'm going to love you from afar. You got to figure, you know, you may not want their, that influence on your family. And that's okay, but you still got to love them. Amen. So you got to figure out how to, what it looks like. But in the church, we want to accept everybody. But when Jesus accepted everybody, as I said last week, he accepted them and they, they transformed. It was like they were in a cocoon and Jesus, when he come along, they became a butterfly. They just, they were an ugly looking caterpillar and he turned them into a big, beautiful butterfly. You know, like when he was walking around the road and he seen Zacchaeus hiding up in a tree just to get a look. He said, Zacchaeus, come down out of that tree. I'm coming to your home today. Zacchaeus was like, man, he knows me. He knows me. He knows your name. I remember one time we had a service and Vlon and I were sitting right here. Speaker came down off the pulpit. Walked right here and walked down here. And she said, I'm getting the name Delonda. I slapped her. I said, he knows your name. (laughs) And he does. He knows your name. Amen. And so, you know, we we need to accept people, but you don't have to accept their junk. You don't have to tolerate their junk. Remember, Oscar, the rich young ruler, he went to Jesus and he said, hey, what do I do? Got to do to go to heaven? And he says, well, you know, don't commit adultery and this and this. And the guy goes, oh, I do all that. And then Jesus, Jesus knew where his heart was, but he didn't condemn him. He didn't push him down and say, ah, you missed. He said, you know what? Go sell everything you have, give it to the poor and follow me. Because he knew that young man's money was his God. So when he told him that, he didn't condemn the guy, Holly. He didn't say, money's your God. 
Get away from me. He just revealed to him what was up through asking, just, just sell everything you have and come and follow me. And the guy went away sad. Jesus didn't say, hey, where are you going? And I mean, that's not recorded or anything. The guy just went away sad because he couldn't give up the money. His money was his God. See, so I'm saying you can accept people without condemning people, amen? You can accept people and, and encourage them towards what is right. See, our job is not to condemn people. Our, our job is to show them another way. To show them the way to Jesus. To show them how to connect with God, amen? That, hey, Jesus knows what you're going through today and he loves you and he forgives you. You just repent. See, we can't leave out repentance because repentance is what Jesus said. Repent, be saved. Jesus said that. So we gotta repent. And repentance means being truly sorrowful. Not sorry that you got caught, you know, but sorry that you sinned against God. Really sorrowful to the point that you you were going this way in life and then you repent of your sin and you turn and you go the other way now. You're not going the direction you were. Now you're following Jesus. That's repentance. There's no condemnation in that. There's freedom in that, amen? And so when we talk about acceptance, you know, Jake, I talk about the unpardonable sins sometimes. And everybody says, well, that's the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. I disagree. Why do I disagree, Monica? Because you have in you a limit to what you'll take. That's your unpardonable sin. It's like there's something in you. If you do this, that's it. See, we have a ceiling on the unpardonable sin in our own lives. When Jesus just says, is you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, you speak against what the Holy Spirit's doing. If you call it the devil's work and stuff, that's blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. That's the unpardonable sin. But we have those things in our life where we cut people out. That's the unpardonable sin. They rape somebody. That's it. You're gone. They do drugs and they won't stop. They stole from you. They've done, you're gone. There's our unpardonable sin. We all have that limit in our life. But our mission, I'm pointing here because I see it right there, is acceptance. So we gotta figure out how do we get people to come in and take them to that level of repentance, forgiveness, restoration, and it, and it goes on to, to fellowship and to hope. Let's, let's go into fellowship right now. Acts 2.46 it says, so continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. That's what they did. That's how the church got started. They went to the temple. They broke bread house to house. They had small groups. Everybody say small groups. They all went to small group and they ate together and they fellowship together, amen. And then Hebrews 10, 25, it says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the matter of some, but exhorting one another and so 
much more. Everybody say, so much more. As you see the day approaching. What is the day? When Jesus is going to come. How many of you think Jesus is coming soon? How many of you say the day is approaching? Okay, so shouldn't that mean that we should get together more? That we, he said, so much more. As you see the day approaching. Small groups, Wednesday nights. We need each other. We need to come together. We need to come together to encourage one another, to bless one another, amen? We need that. You know, and, and, and you, you'll have family because I, I, I have had family. Is that all you do is go to church? Well, I work too. <laughs> well, yes, I go to church as much as I can. I mean, since I got born again, I come every time the doors are open. Even now as a pastor, I just come when, it, you know, if, even if there's a women's meeting, you know, I don't know why I'm at the women's meeting because I'm serving my wife. She's like, you're going to do sound and you're going to do this. And I'm like, okay, I'll be there. I was going to go fishing, but I'll be there. <laughs> School of ministry. School of ministry's been incredible. All the people we have going, we have Ed and Andy, Pastor Peter and Pastor Herman um, from the Spanish church, our Chinese church and our children's directors applying for their first license with the Assemblies of God right now. Yeah. In, in a few months, it'll be Pastor Ed and Pastor Andy. She's able to be in here because she's got some great people helping her out today. So, amen. But we, we need that coming together. We need each other, Amen. I mean, I think I could uh, do life alone if I had to, but I really like having people to talk to. Amen? I really like having people that I can call and talk to or talk to my wife. But these, these two scriptures, they, they won't make you come. They call you to come, but you have to have the desire to come together, Amen? You have to have the desire to connect with people. Some people don't want to connect with people. Connecting with people is, is the kingdom of God to me. That's what we're, it's all about. I mean, we know we got to connect with God, but, you know, we, we got to know we got to connect with people. Amen. We need God all the time, but we also need each other. We need each other to encourage one another, to build each other up, to say, hey, how you doing? Anybody doing good today? You know, and fellowship, getting together is the key to this. Now, Delonda had the love cup a week ago on a Friday night. This was in my message last week, and I didn't get this far, so. She had the love cup, and all these ladies come together. It's, I mean, playing bunko is not a spiritual thing.
makes Margaret laugh. <laughs> you know, it, it was just, just a fun night, you know? It, it's so funny because I just went before and talked to a few ladies and just to encourage. And then I left and I went and sat in my office. But I have all the cameras in the church on my iPad. So I, I pulled up the one camera in the fellowship hall. And I had that on my screen. And I just watch, I mean, a bunch of ladies here at night by themselves to make sure they're okay. So I see a man walk through there. And I get up and I go downstairs and I, I, sit, I go to Delonda and go, We're and Andy, Delonda and Andy at the same table. I'm not just going to throw Delonda under the bus. I said, where's that man? She's like, what man? Andy's like, what are you talking about? I said, there was a man that just walked right through this room right now. And she's like, oh, I didn't see him. They were so enthralled with playing the game and having fun and laughing. How many know we need to laugh once in a while, amen? And, and, and I went back and it was a, our Arabic church does Friday night prayer meeting and it was one of their guys that had walked through to use the restroom. But it's just, the, oh, I have no clue. What are you talking about, you know? Because see, that, that fellowship, is so key. And so I kept expecting Delonda to say, all right, let's go, let's go, you know. But here, I'm watching on the camera and I'm watching Delonda talking with somebody. I'm watching Maggie talk with somebody. You know, and, and I'm seeing Elizabeth talking with somebody. But um, Maggie was talking with an older lady, Elizabeth with a younger lady, Delonda with a younger lady. They were, weren't fellowshipping in their circle but in the generations, it was beautiful. I just sat there and watched it for a long time. I was like, wow, look at what's going on. Because it went on till almost 11. They just talked and talked and fellowshiped. And, and you see, we think, oh, it's just a stupid game. No, we, we need fellowship. We need that coming together, amen. We need to get together with people. Because listen, we're all doing life right now. And life is hard at times. And so it's great to get with somebody that's going through a life with you. And it's great to talk with them and fellowship and find out what they're doing. How are you handling this? What's going on with you? I mean, that's what I do with pastors. How are you, how are you doing? How's your congregation doing? Does everybody come every week? That's what I ask. No. <laughs> I'm like, really? Because they say that people only go to church once every three weeks. It's like, wow. I mean, Andy had five kids today, 15 kids last Sunday, five kids today. Somebody didn't come to church today. It's not the kids' fault because they get brought by their parents. So... We need that time together, amen? That's why, you know, Dave, I appreciate Dave and Roberta. They come every Sunday, and well, see, they come every Thursday, and they get cake. Take it home, cuts it all up, and when she comes on Sunday, um, Anton's usually made the coffee, I plug it in, and uh, she puts out the cakes so that when we go out after service, you can have cake. And listen, it's not so that you can grab a piece on your way out the door and say, thank you. 
is so you can grab a piece of cake, sit down at that table out there, and sit and talk to somebody. It's fellowship. Everybody say fellowship. Fellowship. Oh, you got it. (laughs) That's what God wants of us. That's how the kingdom of God is built, is through fellowship, through encouraging one another, that we get together and we actually talk. Delonda loves to talk. Just get around her. <laughs> but Delonda never makes it out to the foyer. She's here till, you know, 1231 o'clock, you know, when the Arabic church starts. She's talking to people in here. But, you know, we want to have that time together. We need to evaluate our lives so that we can make getting together a priority. It's got to be a priority. Small groups. You, you got to learn to make it a priority. Our small groups haven't taken off real good yet. But I'm telling you, they need to. You need to come see Jake on Wednesdays and you young adults and and Liz. And then you need to go see Maggie, your youth on Wednesdays at 6 o'clock. You need to come on Friday nights, Ed and Andy. Just have a hangout group on Friday nights for uh, older youth and young adults. Just get together. Joy group. Oh, joy group was great last Monday. Uh, she made tostadas. The food was good. Jeanette shared a word. We had a great time. Joy group was great. Yeah. And almost all of you qualify. <laughs> Jeanette always said, I don't want to be identified as old. <laughs> And then, and then they invited her to speak, and she invited somebody to listen. And this lady goes, does this happen every month? And she goes, yeah. And she said, the lady says, well, they asked me to come every month, so you got to come every month. <laughs> Fellowship. Get together, hang out. doesn't have to be an organized thing. Do it at church. Do it at home. Invite somebody over for a piece of pie. No, I shouldn't be eating pie. But, you know, I, I, I went to this country one time. And in this place, it, it couldn't be known that I was there. I mean, when I, when I pulled up to this place, it was minus three degrees. It was 11 o'clock at night. When I pulled up, to the apartment building, they said, run up the stairs to the open door. I'm like, okay. So I ran up the stairs, I saw an open door and I went in and they took me into the back room where I waited, you know, they brought my bags up and stuff. And, but I, I was gonna stay there for three days and teach. And God did amazing miracles. But I noticed the first day, for breakfast, we had porridge. How many of you ever had porridge? Yeah, that was kind of new to me. <laughs> she said, hey. <laughs> but porridge, it's like, it's like little yellow beads in water. That's what it kind of reminded me of. And that first day, there was a lot of porridge in the bowl. The second day, but it was so cold, You know, they didn't have a refrigerator in the house, so they put the pot on the fire escape, and it froze overnight. So the next day, they brought it in, the same pot, they heated it up, and they added some water to it. 
So the porridge was a little thinner that day. Now the third day, it was almost all water. But I was good. They gave what they could just to have us there. And sometimes you may not feel like, well, I don't have anything to offer. Well, just you is more than enough. You know, if you invite them over for uh, a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, just to sit down and talk. You don't have to be lonely. You can fellowship, amen? And when you get together, you can encourage somebody because we all need encouragement. And you can meet them at the Starbucks. You can meet them at Denny's, wherever you want. But take a minute and do it. Get together with people, amen? Share life together. Make friends. How many of you know everybody here today? No, you don't. I'm looking around. I don't know everybody here today. <laughs> Just about. <laughs> Take a minute and get to know somebody. Amen. Don't be in a hurry to leave. It's cold out there. It's cold in here, I think. That's what I hear. I did turn the heater on. Just so you know, I'm trying. I turned the heater on. I like vow to never do that, but I did it today. But listen, fellowship doesn't have to be hard. I know during COVID, Delon and I, we would visit 10 families every Thursday. That was our goal, 10 families every Thursday. And we would go to uh, the food ministry. No, we'd go to the dollar store and we'd pick up fruit. We'd pick up boxes of berries. We'd pick up just fruit. And we'd come to the food ministry and we'd get a bag of bread and so we would go and we would deliver a, a box of berries and bread, berries and bread. So that's what we did every Thursday, berries and bread. And we'd go out and we'd just sit. And, and people just looked at us like we would never get sick. So they invited us in their home. And, and I'm like, I mean, I remember going to Lorraine's house. And I was like, no, we should probably stay out on the porch at least, you know. <laughs> and we'd kick back. And, and it's you know, it's, it takes effort to do that, but, you, you know, you need to do it. Berries are bread. You can come by here and pick up a loaf of bread. I'll even throw in a jar of peanut butter. <laughs> See, what I'm, what I'm getting at is you don't have to make connecting in the body of Christ difficult. You don't have to make it, well, I'm going to get out my china. No, get out a paper plate if I'm coming. I'm good with that. You know, don't try and make it so difficult that it's, it's hard. Oh, pastor's coming. I got to clean out. Let's sit outside. Don't even invite me in the house. It's a challenging time that we're in. And we need to learn how to push through it to connect. Remember, the enemy does not want us to come together. Why? Because the word calls us to come together. 
The word calls us to be in fellowship. The word calls us to do not forsake gathering ourselves together. So the enemy will do whatever he can to get you to not come together. When we need each other. Matthew 18, 20 says, For where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm there. The energy of the Holy Spirit is there. Amen. When we come together, he is he is here right now. He declares he'll never leave us. So he's in me, he's in you. And when we come together, it creates a supernatural energy of the Spirit of God that says, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. There's power in coming together, amen? He's here. Let him come close. Let him come close today. Take down your defense mechanisms. Let the Holy Spirit just come close to you today. Let him just fill you today. As I've been watching the revival in Asbury, Kentucky, nothing special about their worship. They're just letting God come close. They've taken down their defenses and they just humbled themselves before God. Just humble yourself before him today. Just desire it. Allow him to come close. Holy Spirit. Just come close. We just take down our defenses, God. And though we may have walked with our arms stretched wide and we've held you at a distance, we just put them down today, God. And we ask you to come close. Come close to us. Speak to our hearts today, God. Give us an ear to hear what you're saying. Oh, Holy Spirit. We love you so much. I ask Holy Spirit that you would just encourage each one of us today through our fellowship with you. As we're preparing our hearts to break bread with you, to have a cup of juice with you, to have supper with you, 
Come close. At the Last Supper, it speaks of how John the Beloved just leaned into Jesus. Just lean into him today. Allow him to just touch your heart today. Allow him to come and to fill your cup of joy overflowing. Just let him come close. Let his peace just rain down on you. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Just let it rain, God. Let your presence rain on us today. We desire you, Lord. We desire your presence. In your presence, Lord, there's a fullness of joy. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. I pray that, Lord, that your joy today coming would just strengthen every believer in this house today, God. That where we feel like giving up, quitting, tired, weary, that it's been hard to even come to a a Sunday morning, God, let alone a Wednesday or a Friday. Lord, let that joy just be filled up in us. That we get that strength to connect more. The strength to encourage our brothers and sisters in the Lord. Just fill us today, Lord. Let it rain down. You know, as we have supper with the Lord today, taking communion, he says, don't do it in a, in a bad way. He said, make sure your heart's right with me before you do it. He said, make sure you're, you're in line with me before you, you go and you drink this, drink this cup and you eat this bread. He said, get lined up with me. He said, because when you do it in a bad way, when you do it when you're not serving God, when you do it when you're not committed, you're, you're drinking judgment upon yourself. It's like you're putting him back up on the cross. So maybe today someone's here that says, I need to come close to Jesus today and just surrender to him. If that's you, just raise your hand and wave at me and I'm going to pray for you. I'm not going to ask you to come to the front. I'm just going to pray for you. If that's you, just wave at me. Amen. 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 Anybody else? Father, you saw these hands. Let's just all say this prayer together. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your son, Jesus, who died for me and rose from the dead. Jesus! 
Forgive me of my sins. I repent today. And I turn towards you, Lord. I surrender my life. 